Hello, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another evening with Christian women in the UK. I have got the lovely Sidoni today. Looking, Hello. Ooh, I'm, I'm trying to find a word that rhymes with mustard, guys. My, po my poetic skills are failing me tonight. <laughs> but don't you see her looking amazing? Mellow yellow in mustard. <laughs> and her lovely hair. Um, unfortunately, Giselle is not able to be with us today, but God willing, she'll be back next week. And I am Goom, and admin at Christian in the Christian Women in the UK. If you're wondering who the founder of this most amazing group is, you are looking at her right here in lovely Sidoni. So wherever you are, please give her a round of applause because Christian Women in the UK has been an amazing resource for so many Christian women. Sidoni, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Okay, because I'm having... Okay, sorry, guys, I'm having some... So, yes, um, this is the... Is this our second episode for the year? I think our third. Oh, third. Oh, amazing. Mm. Okay, so we had a wonderful 2023. Thanks to you, and thank you for joining us this year. Tell your family and friends about us. Not really about us, us, but about the message of Christ that we spread here, because okay. it's really about him. So tell them about him and tell them Jesus knows these amazing babes <laughs> okay <For> sure. <laughs> so okay without further ado uh what are we going to be talking about tonight Sidney? i think tonight we decided we were going to delve a little bit into james chapter 2 verse yeah. 14 to 26 excellent um, and that's faith and deeds yes so I think a good thing to do to start off with, so if you've got your Bible there, um, Sidoni, if you just tell them again what exactly what part of the Bible is and which version you're reading from, uh, so we could start with the reading. Okay, uh, so it's James chapter 2, verse 14 to 26, and we are using the NIV version. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so okay. it says... So take it away, Sidoni. I love James, by the way. <laughs> what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, 
and not by their faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Wow. That is so powerful. That is just so, so powerful. I can be really mischievous and say read it in King James. <laughs> you know, King James is one of those things when I haven't got energy, I just go to NIV. Mm. But Sidoni, how does that how did that make you feel when you were reading those words? Do you know, when I was reading that, I felt like this is just like the two are compatible like they 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 go hand in hand together you can't have one without the other it's a complete it's a completeness yeah. and and when i think of god as the master of perfection and completion um reading that just makes me feel like the circle is full like one without the other is half a circle if that makes if i'm expressing exactly. my my emotions <laughs> um, absolutely properly. I love the fact that he says, I have faith because of what I do. Mm. That was like, it was like something stung me, right? I was like, whoa. Because mm. I hadn't really thought of it like that. But it's true. How do you believe if you don't act it out, right? Mm -hmm. The action is, is evidence that you believe. Exactly. So I think, yeah, it, it's, such, it's such a strong thing. And I think, you know, how how have you understood faith? You know, in your journey as a Christian, Sidoni, did you always see things from James's perspective? Do you know, I've always there's there's two there's two sides to faith. There's always my faith, like my personal faith, and I know that sounds really um, warped, but it's never really. I think initially, I've always thought my faith was between me and God, mm -hmm. but it's not really. It's never exclusively between you and God. It's between, it's horizontal and vertical. You cannot have faith if you're not able to show that faith for others to see and for others to see that faith and see that you have faith. So the evidence of your believing in God up, upwards is how you treat those that are um, horizontal with you. So it's, I think my, my, my personally, my evolution has come to, to be the understanding of you can't have one without the other whereas I yeah. think perhaps as a younger Christian you're very much self-absorbed and thinking it's my journey it's my faith it's my relationship with God and that's all very well and good but that's not exclusively it's not you know exclusive of your relationship with other people um or other image bearers, other people that are yeah. made in God's image, and um, particularly those that belong to the family of Christ. So I think for me personally, that's been the evolution. So I've always sort of thought of God and thought, you know, I've had, I have a relationship with him, I, I believe in him, and, you know, I worship him, and you sing the songs and your hands go up in the air, and mm. then you walk out the next minute and you treat your neighbour really badly, um, like the yeah. priest who does the Samaritan on the road. And then you think, but mm. that's not really... I think as I've sort of matured in, in the journey and, I, and I, I am a work in progress, I think for me, that understanding, the depth of understanding is that you can't love God and not love man. You can't, you can't love God 
and not love your fellow image bearers, particularly those within the family of Christ. And I think that's been the real evolution for me. Yes. And that's a really powerful thing because, like you said, in many ways I had a similar journey. And I think for me, I I really tied faith to belief, right? Mm. Potentially even more than actions. Yes, at the back of my mind, I always knew that, you know, faith is backed by action, you know, mm -hmm. but I had this thing where I, I didn't even look at that from um, uh, as a spiritual or religious point of view. In a very mm -hmm. pragmatic sense in life, I just mm. knew that, look, you're not just going to talk. You have to get stuff done, right? But I never mm. really linked it to my faith so much. Mm. For me, if I entered like a, a religious space, if you like, mm. for me, it was faith is like belief. Yes, up there, like look up to, you know, you and God. And, you know, it's like, do you believe what God says? For me, mm. that was pretty much how I saw faith. And mm -hmm. it was a very interesting thing for me because, I kind of linked faith to my emotions. So if I did not feel that I believed, and then I would right. feel like my faith is That's not strong. Yeah, yeah. And I remember even the day that I got saved and I'm praying this sinner's prayer. I was like, do you even really believe what I'm saying? I'll say it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So I, I, I think that's also something that is worth people thinking about because if you rely on your emotions and you only feel that, you know, you believe this thing because you feel like you believe, uh -uh. Mm. you know, you're going to stumble a lot because as you know, our emotions are, are you use, right? They go up and mm. down. And so when I look back at on that day, you know, I was saying those words because I had nothing else to say, right? But I'm glad that even from a desperate place, even from, you know, really doubting the words that I was saying, I, I still said it and it worked, right? So it didn't mm. even rely on my emotions. So what that tells me, and I think I just thought of it now, is that when we're talking about faith, we're really placing our faith in God. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we place faith in our ability. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the problem. Because if, if you keep thinking, I don't know, let's say, you know, you, you're believing God for something, right? I don't mm -hmm. know, you're believing God for, like, I don't know, you're trying to get into medical school, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really tough. Finances, you don't know how you're going to do it. You know, if you keep looking at your bank statement and everything, you know, you you will just, if you believe in that, even though you're praying, you're like, I don't know, I don't know. It, it's, it's just not working, right? But mm -hmm. you never know where you're lacking. God has abundance, right? Because people mm -hmm. will tell you these kind of last minute miracles where suddenly some scholarship program will just come up. You know, mm. that's out of God's abundance. So mm. I think it's really important for us to to know that what, who we are placing our faith with is in God, right? Rather yeah. than in our own yeah. ability. And, and, and also there's this whole, like you said, you know, feelings. Um, it's interesting. James says the deeds are evidence of faith, not the way you feel. So yes. you know, emotions, the presence or absence, absence of emotions is not evidence of faith or no, lack of no. faith. Just because you don't feel a certain way. Because sometimes, you know, you, we hear people certainly within the group saying, I don't feel close to God. Um, it doesn't mean you've lost faith or, you know, you might go through a season where you feel maybe because you haven't perhaps read your Bible or your daily devotional as, as much as you perhaps would like to, um, you don't feel close to God. It doesn't mean that your faith has lessened. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that your faith has necessarily disappeared. Um, yeah. So the presence or absence of emotions is not necessarily 
the, the presence or absence of faith. And I think that's a, that's a very important because mm. James doesn't even bring the emotions into it. He says he the says, deeds. He says absolutely nothing about emotions. He mm. just talks about deeds. And, mm. and, you know, that's really true because if you rely on emotions, you're going to miss a lot of things. You know, one of the best things I ever heard is somebody told me about forgiveness because again I used to link these things to emotions like if I get up today and I feel like oh I like you I'm forgiving you yes great but somebody told me forgiveness is a decision regardless mm. of how you're feeling you just say look okay you did this and that it hurt mm. me blah blah but I have decided I made up my mind mm. to forgive you and once mm. you do that and you kind of set your mind in that direction mm. then those feelings will follow eventually but I have to also say that in the walk with God, it's not to say that we should suppress our emotions because they are there for a reason, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Emotions are literally like um, um, thermometers. They tell us they are supposed to kind of guide us to act rather than for us mm -hmm. to sit in them. So yeah. it's not to say that you should dismiss your emotions, but if you begin to rely on them, it can really mess you up in, in mm -hmm. your journey of faith. Yeah, not mm -hmm. a very good thing. And I really like your point about feeling close to God because, yeah, there are times when it's almost as if God is not there. Mm. So, Sidonie, from a very practical point of view, then if somebody, and I know that we've had some people ask this question in the Facebook group where they say, oh, I just feel like, you know, I'm losing my faith. Some people may even feel like I don't feel like I'm even saved. I, I feel like I've lost my salvation. What's the practical thing to do, seeing as James is telling us here that, you know what, just do? Do. If you feel like, and, and this is completely my opinion and my perspective, so I put that disclaimer out there, but it's something that's always worked for me. And when, when I feel disconnected from the vertical, I do for the horizontal. So if you feel like you are far away from god love on your neighbor um if you feel like you're you're losing faith pray for someone pray with someone give thanks for someone and with someone and it's just i, I think giselle and i were speaking about this last week um so if you haven't had a chance to listen to it go back and we were just speaking about the importance of having um sisterhoods and friends people that you can do life with in this journey oh, yes. of faith. and this is this is for exactly one of those reasons I am so blessed to have you and G and and some other lovely lovely sisters where sometimes and we all go through this I, I kind of feel like oh you know I haven't read my bible as much as I perhaps should um mm. or I haven't prayed and then, you know, I pick up the phone to you or I leave you a voice note and I'm pondering a particularly, you know, theological idea and we get into a conversation mm -hmm. or I say something to you and like, I pray for you or, or we give thanks together. And then somehow yeah. out of that conversation, I become revitalized. And yeah. or I, I get a new thread of thinking that that takes me back into scripture to go, oh, I wonder where she got that from. And I'll go back into scripture and read that out for myself. So I think... Sometimes, and for me personally, the antidote to feeling disconnected from the vertical is to love on the horizontal, is to show love to people, whether that's praying for someone, giving thanks um, for someone or with someone, celebrating with somebody or mourning with somebody. Because um, all of that puts your perspective, your 
problems, quote unquote, or circumstances into perspective. Um, and, and you either go to a point where you, you really genuinely give thanks for that person and ask God to bless you and show you favour in the way he's shown that person. Or you genuinely just mourn with that person, but then at the same time, give thanks for the things that you perhaps have taken for granted in your own life. Um, yeah. So any which way it can work. But for me in, in particular, you know, the antidote to that, that James is saying, just do, it, it is just do. And, and, you know, we've said this over and over again, and I think we said it last week as well. Love is a verb. It's a do word. It's an action word. Yes. Uh, you know, love is a deed. It's feeding, like Jesus says to Peter, you know, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. You know, he says to his disciples, when you saw me um, homeless or, or without clothes, you clothed me. Mm. Yeah. And I think love is that deed. So when you feel like you're disconnected, do love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I really 100% agree with that. Um, and, you know, it's interesting you should say that because I think even psychology, um, studies in psychology have, have proved that they always say in psychology that one antidote to depression, for example, is to be generous towards others. Mm. Altruism is actually good for your mental health. Mm. You know, so that's that that's the thing because a lot of the time, how people feel when their mm. faith is attacked is that they feel weak. Mm. They feel, mm. you know, they feel depressed and all those things. So yes, doing mm. things for people revives that love in you and it connects mm. you back to God because I don't know about other people but usually when I feel connected to God I'm at my happiest like you know the, the word of God says that the presence of God is joy right or in mm. God's presence there is joy one of the ways I know not that I'm never connected to God but when I am conscious of it there is a joy about me yeah mm. I feel this joy so yeah so yeah we need to go out there and do and when you were talking about you know the sort of um sharing ideas i really love that idea of a community because i feel that we're in a time when people you know we can all be in our little silos you know we live in a world where it's very much about the individual mm-hmm. and a lot of that has seeped into the church sadly you know so sometimes mm-hmm. people feel like i can just do my thing even when you pray yes it's fine you pray by yourself develop your own relationship with god but there's mm-hmm. also power in corporate prayer like you say sidoni mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. just praying with somebody you may not take oh, away the problem but it just makes you feel you you know it, it you feel supported you feel, yes. buoyant you know yes definitely <laughs> you, you feel so much better praying with other people and you know even the word of god says where where two or three are gathered right god is Mm. there so god likes Mm. us to be in communities and i know sometimes we've all had experiences that have made us think oh i'm just gonna sit here in my own corner but it's also just praying to god to give you that community to Mm. help you curate because yes not everybody's going to be the person you can do life with and mm. that's fine, you know. Some people, it's okay to just say hello, do your thing. They do this, for sure. and that's fine. But it is really important to have that community. And mm. certainly, in the recent months or so, I've really been able to see that in you, Sidoni. Mm. And you know, Sidoni talks about um, when you talk about doing life together. You're not joking. Mm. You're actually serious, like Sidoni. <laughs> Guys, she looks tough, but she's very soft, soft and fluffy, and very. You're spoiling my street cred. Yes, <laughs> when you're the person who will ring you and check how you're doing, 
you know, and really walk that journey with you in a very, very practical way, which is something that I feel, you know, sometimes we can feel that because we are going to church all the time, because we can read the Bible, we can, you know, interpret and all these things. Mm. Um, we're doing the best and that's it. But sometimes those, the very little things, mm. sad to say, but sometimes those very little pragmatic aspects of faith can elude Christians sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and we really need to go back to those basics that James mm-hmm. was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another thing that I wanted to talk about, I know you and I talk about, we talk about this, we've talked about this on here as well. Faith and healing, right, Sidonie? Because, mm-hmm. you know, faith doesn't always mean that things, when you have faith, it doesn't always mean that God will answer your prayer the way you want. It doesn't always mean that things will go your way, right? So we... I don't know if you've come, I'm sure you've come across the situations where somebody prays for healing, they don't get healed. And then someone will turn around, maybe another Christian, maybe the person who prayed and they'll say, you're not healed because you didn't have enough faith. What's that about? Oh, I dislike that with a, from the bottom of my heart. I just, that is just this. Oh, okay. So. First of she, all, she calmed up. I need to calm myself down. down because I actually get really um, worked somebody up. Get, measure her blood pressure, guys. I know it's, it's gone through the <laughs> roof. Um, I think that there's so many, this is a multifaceted thing again, and I don't want to sort of oversimplify it by giving one answer. There's either the, the, the idea that God is a, is a genie in a bottle where you rob it and ask for your wish and he gives you your wish and if it doesn't give you your wish then you get three more to ask for whatever three more things you want and 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 that almost to me personally anyway that's insulting because that's like saying god's at your beck and call so you turn up today and you ask him for for a baby and he gives you a baby you ask him for healing and he gives you healing you ask him for money and he gives you money and he's just there to do your bidding that's not the way it works he's sovereign he gets to choose as and when things happen to you okay now the second part is you cannot pray let your will be done but actually say god i want my will to be done <laughs> let my will be done <laughs> it's more like let my it's will like, be done the bible says in philippians with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving make your requests known to god um it doesn't say demand of god and he'll give it to you it doesn't say petition god and he'll give you what you want okay it's yes, no, maybe, later kind of God. And whatever he decides is best for you, is best for you. Because he's the Alpha and Omega. He, he's he got the bird's eye view. He can see. And sometimes, like not even sometimes, every decision he makes, you've got to trust that every decision he makes, whether you like it or not, is for your good. And you yeah. might not see that right now. Sometimes it might take you a year to see it sometimes it might take you 10 years to see it sometimes it might take you a lifetime to see it oh yeah yeah but you've got to trust that whatever decision he's making is for your good ultimately and and with that at the back of your mind you cannot then go to him and say god heal me and because he doesn't heal you you turn around and and say oh it's because you don't have faith because then you're almost making your faith dependent on his actions and it shouldn't be yeah. like that. 
your exactly. faith was by grace in Christ alone. And it, it's such a multifaceted thing and something that really does get my blood boiled because it's something that has turned so many Christians away, yeah. new Christians away from the faith. And, and, and it's sad because it's Christians doing it to Christians. Very yeah. rarely will you hear an unbeliever turn around to a Christian and say, oh, you haven't been healed or, you know, you're still deaf or you're still blind, even though you've prayed to, to gain sight. It's it's usually something Christians do to each other. And mm. and, and to my mind, anyway, it's, it's very poisonous. And if you pray and God gives you healing, praise God. Mm. Praise him for his divine blessing and favor on you. Doesn't mean that the next person who's been praying for the same thing and doesn't get it, doesn't mean he loves them any less because he loves them just as much to send Jesus yeah. to die for them he loves them just as much as he loves you just because you you see certain what you consider blessings this side mm -hmm. of heaven doesn't make you a favored child um and and also it's it's also this thing of what we as humans attach importance to oh you know what that is a whole topic that I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah. a little bit. It's like yeah, like I said, it's a multifaceted answer, but the short <laughs> it's a somewhat my answer. The short answer is no, he's not there to do your bidding. He will answer you in the way that he he knows is best for you. And you have got to trust that even if it's a no and even when it is a no, it is for your own good ultimately. Um, yes. And it doesn't mean he loves you any less. Yes. And, you know, that's not always easy to do. I'm not going to lie. Right. It's not always very easy to do. And I think that's where you actually come to pray for the grace. I think right. just recently I've learned that it's good to actually pray to God for his perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Because like you say, you know, we have all these things that we want, right? And we go into prayer and we reel them off. You know, I'll give him my mm -hmm. list, you know, my long, long laundry list, this, that mm -hmm. or the other. But just yesterday actually i was thinking about something you know a major aspect of my life and i said i thought to myself oh my goodness but i've never asked for your opportunity for this never. Mm. you know all these years i've been mad i've said oh this hasn't happened that hasn't happened but did mm. i ever ask you once what you thought mm. so for the first time in 44 years i was like so what do you think mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. it's only been 44 years guys mm. but, and but when you get to that place, that's a place of surrender. And that's a place where you realize that you really haven't got any control or power yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And sadly, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Usually that surrender comes because I've tried everything in my own power and I've failed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think, okay, I'm really, really stuck now. Mm. So the moral of this story, guys, is that God should not be the last resort. He yeah. should be the person... And human beings, I think we're very arrogant sometimes to just rely on our own ability because like that mm -hmm. ability is given to you by God to begin with. Mm -hmm. I think God is just there like, look, you've got, I don't know, you've got a bicycle and you think you've got like this huge Jeep. Don't worry, just mm -hmm. go on your bicycle. And <laughs> when yeah, you get no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And, and for me, it took really sort of reflecting on the garden um, of Gethsemane and Jesus's prayer. And, and I think that really hit me hard, COVID years. Um, but it really got to the point where I really had to ask myself, because, you know, a, a family member was, was seriously ill. Um, and, you know, you're praying for healing, you're praying for healing. But then you think, well, if this is the end, 
and if this is God's will, I would have no right to accuse God of not doing, of not answering my prayer or not doing my bidding. Yeah. Um, and I was immediately taken back to the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus praying and saying, mm. Father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me. But if not, let your will, not my will, but your will be done. And for me, that's an example. Like that's the ultimate perfect example of where our hearts should be when yeah. we pray. When the yeah. Bible talks and about petitioning God, that's that's Jesus. Just like he taught us the Lord's Prayer, that's yeah. Jesus showing us what it means to make your petition known before God ultimately surrendering to his will and not your will yeah that's where the request comes from because even yes. jesus made a request i was like i really don't want to die guy like mm. god i really don't want to die <laughs> but if mm. i have to you know so and that's true it's i don't know about you but for me that's not an easy place to get to i'm not no. gonna lie it is no. a very very hard place and i think the more i do this journey the more i see that you know what you really need god to do it We've got mm -hmm. to even pray to God to say, give me the ability to surrender because mm -hmm. the human the flesh is a strong thing. The human mm -hmm. will is, I mean, try getting a child to do what they don't want to do. Mm. A child. Child strapping a child into a car seat when it doesn't yeah. want to get into a car seat. Oh, they will tell you. I remember, right? My nephew, he's a teenager now. Mm -hmm. When he was, he was a baby, we do this thing mm -hmm. in Cameroon where we carry baby on our backs and we tie them on our back with a piece of cloth. And I used to like to carry him on my back if I was doing work or something. If mm. he, this boy didn't want you to carry him, he will kick your back till you put mm. him down. Mm. This was like a baby and under one. So that's mm. just to show you the power of the human will. It's yeah. a very, very strong thing. And it's one, one of those things. When Paul says that you have to die daily, he's not joking. You nice. have to get up every day and mortify that flesh and put it in God's hands. And mm. second by second, you'll fall because you know what? I realized the other day, just the number of things that I do that I shouldn't be doing. Mm. Be them just mistakes. I'm like, man, how do you live without God? Mm. Never even mind seeing just your own mistakes as a human being. Mm -hmm. You know, you do that you were not supposed to do. You're late for this thing. You're... Then just think about your spiritual life. Mm. Even in your physical, you can't do it without God. So. Mm. You really need his grace. So I think that when we say these things, it's not to go into a state of condemnation and start no. thinking about your life not and all, all the things that you failed and judge your faith. It's just to say, you know what? The more you see these things and how mm. you fall short, the more you know that you need Christ. For I think sure. it's in Romans, right, where Paul goes through this whole thing about, you know, basically the law makes you realize that, mm. you know, you couldn't possibly do it. This is really the working out of it mm. because if mm. you were to try and you know hold your own and say okay i'm gonna submit my will to god mm. i don't know how abraham did it if i meet that man in heaven i'll have to sit down ask him. Him. yeah i mean just just to go back to james it's important there to make the differentiation here to say deeds without faith is dead <laughs> yeah. without deeds faith without faith is pride yeah, that's you thinking you can earn heaven and earn salvation. Oh, yeah. So, yes, um, that's works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So just looking at New Living NLT translation, New Living Translation, um, verse 18, let's mm -hmm. say 17 and 18, it says, So you see, 
faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So your good deeds are evidence of your faith. Mm. Mm. And that's really important. Not gain you faith, and they they do not gain you salvation. They're purely an evidence of the fact that you have faith. Exactly. And you know what? This is such a good rebuttal to people who say to you, "I don't need religion, or I don't need Jesus to be a good person." Right? Because I was thinking about this thing today. You know, every religion you can think of in this world, with Christianity aside, is all about being good. Like. What religion is going to tell you that you should be bad? I'm sure mm. even the church of Satan tells you to be good, <laughs> at least during the day. Mm. <laughs> at least during the day, right? So every, you know, be Buddhism or Islam, you know, they're always about this, you know. Islam is very strong on charity and loving people and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, Buddhism is very much about yourself. You're, you're being introspective and being a good person. And okay, it's good to be a good person, right? But... Mm-hmm. I think where Christianity comes, right? It, it's how can I put it? Christianity is the to me, Christianity, objectively speaking, is the, the the religion, if you like, for want of a better expression, that really links the two. The others are like, okay, you do all these good deeds and you will whether it's ascend to wherever people ascend to in their mm-hmm. belief system. But Christianity says no, by your faith in Christ, you mm-hmm. produce these good deeds, and it's your mm-hmm. faith in Christ that ultimately takes you to heaven, right? Because mm-hmm. in these other systems, you don't really need to believe in even their prophets. It's just mm-hmm. you follow their teachings. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. You follow their teachings and then, oh, hopefully because of their teachings, you will do good things. But you will still keep falling. But for mm-hmm. us, we admit you will keep falling, but you have Christ to prop you up. Mm-hmm. In the other systems, I don't know who you have. So the really unique thing about Christianity is that your works are a result of your faith. For yes. the other religions that I know of, your works are probably a result of good teachings based on some mm-hmm. kind of faith, but mm-hmm. it's those works that take you to heaven as opposed mm-hmm. to Christianity where ultimately it's your faith in Christ that takes you to heaven. Yes. And I love the qualification that James also makes because I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there who just thinks, I believe in Christ, that's it. I'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I think, doesn't Paul talk about this? Can we go on sinning because there is grace? Yes. That's it's another just a grace thing then, Sidonie, where people mm-hmm. think, okay, I believe in Christ, so I'll do whatever. I'll be all right. Mm, no, because, I mean, James has got a really good answer to that. In verse 19, he says, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that makes sense because you have those people who say, "Oh no, God knows my heart." You know, yeah, I, I'm a Christian and everything, but I'm just gonna, you know, I fornicate or commit adultery or do whatever. Yeah, but that's what that's I what believe, yeah. Even the demons believe in God. Even the demons yeah. believe that there's one God. Like, but but if if you're not living yeah. it out, um, if you're not working out your salvation, if you're not mm. doing deeds to show that faith, then. You know, even the demons believe that there's God. You You could be in that category. This is why knowledge of the word of God is such a good thing, guys. Because a lot of people, 
they don't say those things because they want to deliberately be rebellious, but I think they just say a lot of it in ignorance because, you know, I remember my pre-safety. It's not like mm. I didn't believe in God, but there were certain things that, A, I didn't, I won't say that I didn't know that they were wrong, but I just thought they are not such a big deal, right? Mm. So I could go to church, leave church, go and do whatever, you know? Mm. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but a lot of it was really my, my ignorance, so... The Bible is right when it says people perish for lack of knowledge because had I died in that state, I couldn't have said, I wouldn't have said to God, oh God, I really didn't know that this thing was, I would have been like, God, there was a book there. <laughs> and you have that book in your house, sitting there in your book collection, right? Doing nothing, you were doing nothing mm. with it. It was lovely and yellow and bright and you just had it as a decoration. Mm. So it is really important for us when people come up with these things and, you know, we feel like we don't agree with it or we feel judged by it, right? And it's important to then go back to the word of God and forget what anybody says and just say, okay, mm -hmm. what does God say? Because we've had this conversation sometimes on the Facebook group where people feel judged by something, right? A good, mm -hmm. let's just say, I'll just throw out an example here, not referring to anybody in particular, but we live in an age now where a lot of people will live with their partner before they get married, right? Mm -hmm. While there is nothing in the Bible that specifically says cohabitation before marriage is not a good thing, mm -hmm. if you were to really put a cohabitation situation beside the word of God, would you really do it? Mm. You know, because it's just an open door to so many things, as we know, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But James is telling us here that what, yeah, you may be going to church every Sunday, belong mm -hmm. to the choir and everything, mm -hmm. but if you're living with that guy and stuff is going down, you're living on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, sure. it's, it's a, really, a really important thing to to spout. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, I really love the book of James. James is not a, a huge book, but I, I really feel that in this age, it's so much we wisdom. Can pack, in there. Yes, it, there's so much wisdom, and you know, we live in an age where you can. Faith constitutes so many things for us these days. Faith is belief, you know, and there is this, and maybe we should talk about this. There, How do you, I'm trying to think of it. There is this huge emphasis sometimes, right, on perception. Mm -hmm. right? On how you look, presentation. Um, If I look a certain way, I would look like I have faith, you know. And sadly, we live in, a, in an age where images image is a lot of things right mm -hmm. image is really important whether you're on facebook or on instagram you're sharing the word mm -hmm. on instagram and so i feel like it's that thing again about works without faith because somebody will be like yeah i have this channel on youtube or i have this page on instagram and i'm sharing the word um i'm doing all these things and they feel like yeah this is enough right so it's really important to come back to that thing of okay yes you're going to church you're doing all this but how is it showing mm -hmm. in your life, you know? Mm. And I really loved that you went back to the whole thing about Jesus saying, when I was hungry, you fed me. Mm -hmm. When I was, you know, naked, you clothed me. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, you can pray the biggest prayer. You can fast this. And then, and I think it's Isaiah 58, right? Where God is like, this is not a fast. Yes. For I love sure. it. 
And why are you doing those things? Because I think also, I think the heart matters. Why are you doing those things? Because if you're doing it out of love, that's different. If you're doing it out of out of need to feel seen uh, or, or to be perceived in a particular way, that's another, that's a whole new ballgame. So it's also mm. your heart position. Why are you doing yeah. those things? Are you doing those deeds? Because effectively, I think anyway, that your life as you live it, it's, it's the first evangelical tool you'll ever you'll ever give yeah. someone. It's the first and the most witness. effective. Yes, that anyone ever bears to, to Christ mm. is it's your life and how you're living it and, yeah. and effectively your deeds. So yeah. when you're doing these deeds of love or selfishness or self-centeredness, depending on whatever deeds you're choosing to do, um, are you then doing it to gain brownie points? Are you doing it because you've been commanded to love? Are you doing it because you feel like doing it that day? Or are you doing it because it is something that will show the world whose you belong? Because Jesus said, by your love, others will know that you are mine. Um, and so if you're looking at these deeds as evidence of your faith, as an evangelical tool, then all of a sudden you should start making wiser decisions because you're thinking, hang on, my daily choices have the power to either point people to the cross or away from the cross. My daily deeds have the power to either draw people to Christ or push people away from Christ? How are you speaking to people? How are you loving on people or not loving as the case may be? Um, and if you think that the master who came to lay down his life for you and, and the whole world, that whosoever believes, whosoever believes, um, will not perish but have eternal life. But then by the way you're witnessing your life or living your life, is it a witness that is turning people away from that love, from that sacrifice that was laid down bare for them. Um, and I think if we start to understand the responsibility that we have, not to scare you away or burden you with it, but just that it's a duty and, and out of love, if you know what you have, you cannot help but want to share it with other people um, because it's such wonderful news. And why would you not want to share it? But the first way you, people get to see that is in your deeds and how you're loving them. Um, and I think that's really, you know, James is made a really really good point that deed is evidence of your faith and if people are looking at your deeds and going mm. you're acting like a pretty faithless person in the first time of yeah. trouble you're everywhere mm. um then they don't really want to know the kind of god that you're preaching about yeah but if people, you can't keep up yeah mm -hmm. you can't keep on you can't keep up and act for long as well because no. like you said the problem with deeds without faith is that you can easily become manipulative in mm -hmm. fact i'll go as far as to say this without faith is quite easily go into witchcraft mm -hmm. because as we know witchcraft is not always what you think right in some mm -hmm. coven some dark thing even mm -hmm. just manipulation is a form of witchcraft mm -hmm. so a lot of the time when you see people doing certain deeds without mm -hmm. faith there's an agenda they have faith in something or right? it's just not faith in christ yeah, right it's just the wrong thing yeah, faith in their agenda, and also Tidoni. Um, when you were talking, it just brought me to something. You talked about how our choices, right, are really a witness to what we believe. And there is also this notion, I think, of faith being. We've talked about it with healing, but sometimes people use faith as almost like a, a currency. It's like mm. a, a currency of transaction with God, right? Yeah. And I'm going to um say this. Um, very quickly because we're about to lead to a close, but just talk a little bit about faith and um, 
giving, right? Because you'll hear people say, in fact, I'm thinking of a Nigerian pastor who once wrote something and said, you can't bribe God with your seed. So let's round that off. How How is faith not a transactional thing with God? Why do people think that if you give God this money, he'll do this for you? Because whilst you were yet sinning, he died for you. He doesn't need your money. Your, your money is, whilst you were busy living in sin and rebelling against him, he laid down his life for you. He doesn't, he doesn't need your money. Your money and your giving is as a response to his ultimate sacrifice for you. You cannot pay for his life. You cannot bring him back to life and kill him again and pay for him to be resurrected. It doesn't work that way. He doesn't need your money. Your money is basically saying, God, I, I appreciate what you've done for me so much that out of the abundance that you've given me, here is just a little bit back of what I'm giving to you. Um, and I'm giving this to you either maybe trusting that you will multiply it or that you will be faithful to your word and supply my every need, not my every want, because sometimes we go to God with wants. I want a big posh five-star hotel house with a butler. I haven't got that. Um, but I know that God's, God's grace is sufficient and he will meet my every need. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, it's clear that he will meet our every need. So I think we also need to make the dif differentiation between you're not paying God for a service. It's this whole idea of transactional relationship we need to get away from. It's not your genie. It's not your butler. He's not there for you to promise him money for, in exchange for a service. You're giving out of gratitude for what he's given you um, and saying, God, you've given me so much. And this is this is a little bit back of what you've given me to further the work of your kingdom here on earth. Um, yeah. And if you can, and and, and uh, your widow's might, given with, with a grateful heart, just is, is so much more in God's eyes to me anyway than a million pounds given grudgingly or given out yeah. of compulsion. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it, it all comes down to the heart, but I think if you start to really appreciate what salvation is and what it is that he's done for you and how he's given you eternity in exchange for nothing. <laughs> yeah, oh my, that's help. a great one. Yeah, you cannot help but want from the depth of your heart to say thank you in whatever way that you may be able to you cannot yes. help but say thank you um, just for the fact that he's given you eternal life in paradise for nothing. Just just accept yeah, the gift. So Literally yeah, nothing. I'd, I'd never seen it like that. And on that note, my goodness, what a high note to end, to end on, you know. The thought that you're going to get this amazing life in heaven mm. for absolutely nothing that you've done. If that's not a win, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. So Sidoni, if you can just pray us out. Hi, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, for the gift of salvation that we have done nothing to earn or deserve, but that you give to us so freely, asking only that we accept it. Um, we ask, Lord, that we would accept it um, and that our lives will be a witness to those around us, that we would do deeds that... Um, draw people nearer to the cross, not away from it. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to evidence our faith in our deeds and that people will come to know of you by the way we live our lives um, and, and the way we love on other people. Help us to always love each other. Help us to stay connected with our um, fellow image bearers, especially those within the body of Christ. Um, help us to love on others 
and help us, Lord, to keep our relationship with you strong, knowing that you at the centre of everything makes everything okay. Help us, Father, O Lord, to not come to you always wanting things and transactional um, and, and, and wanting or wanting to give something in exchange for something else. Help us to just marvel at your abundance, at your glory, at your majesty, at your sovereignty. Help us, Lord, to just marvel at who you are and what you've done for us. And out of that, help us to have a heart that is so full of gratitude that we can't help but want to share the message of the good news and give back to further the work of your kingdom here on earth um, so that others will get to know of what we are experiencing. Keep us, Lord, all, um, until we come again together next Thursday. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. What, so, what an appropriate prayer. Thank you very much. And everyone, thank you for listening. I think we've we've run over a little bit. But thank yeah. you so much for staying with us. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye.